0: Tabiso Musiya on SAFM.
1: Let's go over to London. That's where we find Sport24 reporter Kanyiso Chwaku, who has been traveling with the Springboks and covering the end of the year tour. He's done Ireland, he's gone to France, he was in Italy last week, and now he is in London. How has it been? Uh, Kanyiso? are you ready to come home or are you enjoying the rugby and the tour?
0: putting it in coming so well look it's been fine. I mean remember that um, it is actually my first uh, European tour um, since I started covering rugby which is more than ten years ago. So I've taken it in every experience as it comes. So it's been it's been a very educational tour but it's a tour that I've enjoyed thoroughly. So yeah it's the last week we're taking it in um, and then we'll be back to back to summary conditions next week
1: and load shedding um but on a personal note you actually did say before you went in the tour uh to me that you were actually gonna go to ireland and go to one of the universities where your aunt went to school to find a picture of her there back i don't know in 19 what did you manage to go there
0: i couldn't unfortunately ah. it's the royal college of Surgeons in ireland and my aunt graduated there in 1974 so i didn't quite get around to doing that but I did go, like, well, for example, I should go to Temple Bar, um, go to O'Connell Street, which, will, which is the, one of the most the most famous streets, um, in uh, in Dublin, because that's where the Easter Uprising of 1916 started. So some of the places that I she directed me to, I did go. So um, the uh, I, especially Dublin, was, I, I've, read, I, I've, I've always, I always wondered why Dublin, um, an island in particular, was not part of um the UK as compared to Northern Ireland. And the more I read up about it. I just hope that it gives um, have an opportunity to visit um, at least one of the big monuments that I was able to see um, where O'Connell Street is located.
1: Oh, great stuff. But let's talk about the rugby now. I mean, a crushing win over Italy, 63-21, um, the box winning there. It was almost the perfect performance. What was the difference this, we- this past weekend?
0: I think, one, it was a very mentally focused performance. Um, what, if one would have heard Super uh, Captain Polisi um, speak um, at, at press conference at the press conference on Friday, I mean it was pretty clear that whatever side shows that are taking place in the post camp, they were going to put them aside and deal with the business of rugby. And um, I think they dealt the business of rugby very very well. I mean Italy played as gallantly as they could in the first half, but I think once Chisholm scored, they tried to curtains for them because the box. the box scored another one two minutes later, and one and one could see that it was curtains for Italy. Um, at the time. So look, I mean the box were focused, the box were driven. The box were hungry. Um, I mean they scored nine tries. That's the most tries that scored in one game this year. Um, that's the most points that scored in a game and again under, under Jacques Nina's tenure. Uh, um, so they were very clear and driven with their objectives. So and, and again, in the post match press conference, they made it clear that they need to be as driven and as hungry um with their objectives when they play a very good England side on Saturday
1: and the box have been playing running rugby for the past two weekends. We saw against France, even though they fell short, and against Italy. Now that led to the nine tries. So, when did the light bulb finally switch on from the Springboks that they can actually play this kind of rugby?
0: You don't call it a light bulb, um, a light bulb. But they've been shades of it through the games. Um, what they've done the most is that they've tried to run. They've, they've tried to run. They to play a lot of counter uh, of turnover boards instead of actually initiating attacks on their own. Um, so they've, they've, they've done that so really successfully um, over the past three, uh, past three or four games. But I think the absence of Lukai kind of um, has kind of uh, changed the dynamic for the dealer to be a bit more creative. And, uh, if you look at how Belinda, how well they really play and um, as a second receiver, you then realize that the Fox do have a person who's capable of sparking the backlight from a creative perspective, but they're able to um, manipulate and find gaps in the way that they did. I mean, they did find gaps against France, but France are a better side than Italy. They were a bit more quicker on defense. I mean, just Italy just didn't have um, in the kind of intensity of the box. So I think if you look back at all the box games, they've shown shame um, of playing like this, but I think it's only taken the best part of the year for that to come together.
1: And obviously for you to score nine tries, I mean, all the focus and the praise will go on the uh, to the back line, but the forwards have to do their job and subdue the opposition also. Um, is that what they did against Italy also this past weekend?
0: There was a key moment um, that was, was commentator uh, Hanyani Shumani. Actually, we talked about it I at mean, time when he said that a team that's looking to score points um doesn't actually kick the ball out on the whistle of half time, but especially when they trained when, when they're in the lead, mm. Um they looked when they were when they training, they would look to at least try to get closer to the to narrow the deficit. And Italy kicked the ball out training seconds and a half time. I'm sure you made a very perfect point of saying that these guys aren't these guys that cook their goose. And it so happened in the second half where simply it was a man against boy situation where the forwards initially just seasoned um the the Italian forwards then they properly frame go playing them. I mean a second half, so it's just a case of slow poison, slow poison. And once the poison kicks in the second half, I mean then it became clear that it going against boys. So the four did their job of as as, as you rightly it, subduing Italy, and then the back feasted on or on whatever steps they were of what remained of
1: Italy's defense. The England test on Saturday falls outside world rugby's test window. How different do you expect the team to be? And and do you see the box playing the same kind of rugby against England?
0: Well, look, I mean it's, it's, Condition dependent. Um, I think, and uh, that's what uh, Malcolm Monk said um, in the in the mid zone that um, they would love to play an attacking brand of but it's game dependent, and opposition dependent, and uh, this thing and conditions dependent. So look, today, for example, with a cold, wet, and windy day. I mean, the conditions are different on Saturday. I suspect that um, they will have a different plan in place. And also, a lot of it will depend on the team that England pick. I mean, Eddie Jones did say that uh, did him at the fact that he may move i um, He told you to sit so that there's three lateral options in him, Johnny Hill and Dave Ribbon. So I'm um, gonna be. I think how the box will play um, will be dependent on on. Uh, I think one, England's the chapter number two. Number one, I think and and, and I think the commission. I remember that um with with uh with the test with that's been outside of into the the, the world like right window. Um, the players were based in front the UK and uh, Ireland probably aren't available for this picture. So, um, changes, um, there was, also there was, there was an injury week, so there would have necessitated a change. So, I think there will be changes, but I suspect that there won't be any, how can I put it, there won't be as achieved, because it is a, it is a very, very strong team that's not play again. And where's this England team at the moment? That's a very good question. Um, because they lost to Argentina, they thrashed Japan and then they had a very good company. To so they're they a very difficult side to actually gauge where they are because they were clearly one of, I, I would think that they were a very good side in Six Nations outside of that deflating loss they suffered against uh, Ireland at home. And then they probably did the one side that actually challenged France um, in the Six Nations as compared to the other side. So it's difficult to gauge where the, the single side are because they've got very good players. But I think you find that they, they kind of raised the game for different teams. Um, I think if you looked at the way they played against Argentina and you compared it to the way they played against Zealand, it was roughly the same side but two different varieties. Um, So I think because it's a big, they, they, they come across as a big team team where give them a big side, they will rock up and give them an Argentina, like maybe, maybe, or um, then because they had to beat Japan by the manner that they did, simply because they were embarrassed the week before at home. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's all about how they want to rock up for this particular
1: game. Okay, can you So, no, thanks. Thanks for being able to speak to us. Thanks for the insight, especially from somebody who is there and was attending all the games. Doesn't get uh, better than uh, that. Enjoy the last week of your tour in the game against England at Twickenham. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sport24 reporter, Kanye Sochwaku. By the way, England came back and got a 25-all draw against New Zealand. They were dead and buried. I think they were 14 points behind in the last nine minutes. But at 25-all, when they could have gone for the win, they decided to kick it out and end the game. I mean, what does that say about their mentality?